Each week we take a listen to some incredible music from different indigenous artists from all across Turtle Island, so for this next hour you're invited to enjoy the music and the chat. Today's featured artist hardly needs any kind of introduction. Raven Ganadakta and Shoshona Kish have been performing as Digging Roots for nearly two decades. Today we're going to be discussing their fourth and latest release, Jawenum. It's described as a collection of songs that reflect on both their personal relationship with nature and our collective duty to preserve it. I have a lot of great listening coming your way and an important conversation about some important topics. In the meantime, turn it up and sing along on Gyno. I was born here, it's where I belong. My bloodline says, brings new songs. I'm rooted down, but I can't stay too long. Sometimes I need to disappear. Man, it's hard living around here. This land calls me home again.
She calls me home again This land calls me home again Calls me home again She calls me home again Digging Roots from their fourth and newest album, Jawena. That's the opening track she calls me as we get into our listening of today's great music on today's episode of Gyno. Welcome back. I'm your host, Brett Maybe, and I'm excited about my conversation with Raven Ganadakta, one of the co-founders of this great band. So first things first, Raven, Nyawiskano, Sego. How are you doing today? Sego, quick way. I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm in Ottawa right now, and it's uh, summertime, and um, yeah, it's one of my favorite seasons. Uh, I, this is perfect weather, I, at least where we're at right now. I was just talking about that with my son, and this is more manageable right now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love the heat, and you know, when it gets minus 40 and where I grew up on my red, like, it's nice to have that wood in the fire, but... You know, it gets cozy out there, but I, in the summertime, I just really love the sunshine and I, I love the heat. <laughs> well, it sounds like uh, Digging Roots is going to be able to be traveling enough to always kind of follow the sun and the warmth like that, but we'll save that for a little bit later in the conversation. Uh, let's stay right where we're at and talk a little bit about your musical upbringing, especially as uh, we're fastly approaching like 20 years with Digging Roots, yeah? Yeah, yeah, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, I really started music with learning guitar on the res. My grandpa used to bring his acoustic guitar over, and he taught me a few chords, and uh, he's a big country music fan. And so I think the first song that he, he taught me was A Boy Named Sue, uh, the Johnny Cash version. And uh, I remember singing that, learning all the lyrics. And then I got super excited about being able to create music and uh, whatnot. So I just kind of continued from there. We had a family friend by the name of Willie Dunn. He's just like the Red Crow Westerman of Canada. Like Willie was Mi'kmaq from the East Coast and had met my folks in Montreal back in the day. And then I guess he had moved to Ottawa. My folks had moved to Ottawa too, but he would come up to our res and play music. And, uh, and I was really inspired by Willie Dunn's music and how potent his lyrics were because he was really talking about us as a collective people, as Indigenous people and some of the hardships that we were going through and he was singing about that and nowhere else in music uh, was I hearing that other than Floyd Redcrow, I guess at the time and uh, probably Buffy sure. um, but it was like a really great eye-opener uh, for me, and then when I moved from from the res to the city, when I was about uh, 15 or so, um, Willie started to hire me for gigs, <laughs> and I was learning how to play guitar still, and uh, so all my professional gigs were with Willie Dunn when I started really early, and we would just play all of this really excellent music of his, and we do these duo shows and sometimes with a, a full band as well. And that was my, basically my training ground as a musician. Ooh. And also he really inspired me 
on how I write my music today as well. See, I, I knew that he was a mentor and, and played a vital role, but I didn't realize, I mean, he was really there at the beginning and kind of responsible for you getting the bug, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel that, I mean, <laughs> I remember him calling me for a gig in Ottawa, and it wasn't a small gig. It was playing at the National Art Gallery of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, it's like my first gig. And yeah. like, and I was, you know, I had played in bars before that and things like that, but I, this was sort of this national gig and, and he had a huge band at the time. Like it was probably like eight or nine musicians, me being one of them. So it sort of took the pressure off having to carry the load of everything, but it was really, really exciting. And it actually really got me hooked on a different level because... I got a taste for, oh, you know, this is what a nice gig feels like. And <laughs> this is what a, a an audience that actually, you know, wants to listen to music instead of drinking a bar <laughs> is like. <laughs> sure, sure. Oh, that's, uh, you, you couldn't really ask for a better musical background and education, you know, than what you got. That's amazing. Uh, and, you know, I do want to talk a little bit more about Willie. And you were kind enough, of course, uh, to play along and give me some recommendations. We're going to be featuring Willie Dunn's Charlie. Um, and I, I feel like that is an appropriate song as we get into more of the content and meaning behind the songs of uh, Jawainam. So we'll, we'll come back and, and talk a little bit about that. But before getting into the music, now, uh, Digging Roots, uh, you and Shoshona, uh, which came first, the relationship or the music, or are they, are they hand in hand? You can't separate the two. <laughs> you know what? A, a really quick version of it uh, is that it all kind of came together all all at once. Like mm. I, I was living in Boston, and I come back to Ottawa to visit my folks and I, I had this indigenous writer friend of mine and he was teaching out West and he said oh you know you have to meet this person Shoshona uh, she's a singer and a writer and an artist and I was like oh great great and then I went back to Boston I came back later uh, a few months later and then he had given me this address she lived right on top of this famous folk club called Rasputin's. It's, um, you know, a place where Neil Young and uh, just a whole bunch of 60s artists used to play. So essentially, that's why I remembered it. I came back for a visit, knocked on the door, and Shoshona answered, and we talked for like four or five hours straight, just about life and music and just our backgrounds and our families. And then all of a sudden she was like, oh my God, I have to go right now. And I was like, where, where do you have to go? And she was like, I have to go downstairs. I have an audition for the Ottawa Folk Festival. And I was like, oh, cool, I'll come. And she was like, do you want to play? And I was like, sure. And at the time I had this, this big old Thunderbird. So I had my guitar in there and basically my life. <laughs> and I grabbed my Martin acoustic guitar and we rushed on stage and she played a tune and I played a tune and we both backed each other up and out of about 130 auditions over the course of two days uh, we got the one spot and so I feel like everything sort of like serendipitously came together in one go and uh, yeah so everything kind of (laughs) happened. It was written in the stars, and I'm excited to come back and talk about 
uh, Digging Roots' journey in the last 18 years and dig a little bit more into specifically this album. Anybody who knows me knows that I love music with substance. I love it uh, when you can dive into the meaning behind songs and each of the tracks on Jawenum are exactly like that. Uh, in fact, perhaps you can help me to introduce this next song we're going to be hearing. One of the singles that were uh, released in anticipation of the album, uh, we're going to be hearing The Healer. Tell us a little bit about this track. Yeah, The Healer was written uh, about a friend of ours, Richard Waganese. He's passed now, but he had such a, an intense journey in this life, but he was so extremely talented, too. I feel like when you have that kind of loss, it really affects you. And, you know, and I'm, I'm sure that he's back home with all the ancestors now. But, you know, he wanted to write a, a song in tribute to him, but also to the place that we come from and and what we're fighting against, like, you know, as Indigenous people, we're always, you know, dealing with the effects of oppression and colonialism and genocide and, you know, things like, you know, the reserve system and residential schools. And there's just so many abuses. And it's, it's actually amazing that we're here, mm -hmm. you know, and we're still here and we're strong. And I think that we're doing that because, you know, of the healing work that we've been concentrating on and that comes from our teachings and that comes from our value systems and that traditional knowledge. So when we're grounded in that way, it's how we're able to make it through all of the tribulations of life. And, uh, and we're all trying our best and we're all dealing with, you know, the pains of, of this reality that we're living in. Like, I know that when I grew up on my res in Winnaway, uh, I'd gone to so many funerals by the time I was, like, 15 years old. And I, you know, I mean, for me, I thought that was common. But, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, when I moved to the relate. city and, yeah, when I moved to the city, you know, I was talking with my city friends. Like, you know, most of those kids had never, ever been to a funeral. So, you know, and I had probably gone to, like, 40 funerals by then or something and you know it's like cousins and aunties and uncles and you know like just family members like it, it just we're dealing with a lot and i think that you know the focus of this song is we have to heal ourselves and we have to use the tools around us to get there because you know that's how we make a good life like in anishinaabe one we call it the and bamadwan is 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 that good life? Uh, these uh, tools that the ancestors fought to preserve, uh, there is so much meaning behind it. These are the reasons why they endured what they did to make sure that these teachings and ways got transmitted to today when they knew we were going to need them again. So thank you so much for uh, helping to introduce this next track. We'll come back, talk more about some of the other particular messages within the songs and dive a little bit more into uh, some of this history that we were just talking about as well. So uh, before our time is up, uh, I have a couple more recommendations from Raven coming our way. Uh, we're also going to be hearing from the Tewa, one from Matonanji coming as well, but kicking off this block, turn it up and sing along with Digging Roots from Jawenum. It's The Healer, today on Gaino. I started to listen, and I found that there was more to this story 
nations because we're one big family. Love is the message. Love is the deep. Open our minds up, new eyes to see. Alexa Dawson, phoning in from traditional Osage and Kansa territory, and you're listening to Gyno with Brett Maiden. Walk on, little Charlie, walk on through the snow, moving down the railway line, trying to make it home, and he's made it 40 miles, 600 left to go. It's a long, old, lonesome journey Shuffling through the snow Lonely as a single star In the skies above His father 
In a mining camp, his mother in the ground, and he's looking for his dad, and he's looking out for love. Just a lost little boy by the railroad track, moving homeward bound. He's a getting mighty hungry. It's been a time since last he's ate. And as the night grows colder, he wonders of his fate. For his legs are racked with pain as he staggers through the night. As he sees through his troubled eyes, his hands are turning white. And are the stars exploding down the misty aisle of space? Who's that coming down the track, walking up to me? Her arms outstretched and waiting, waiting just for me. Little Charlie Wenger shuffling through the snow, moving down the railway line. Trying to make it home, and he's made it forty miles. Six hundred left to go. It's a long, old, lonesome journey, shuffling through the snow. The one and only Willie Dunn and Charlie, a song about the unfortunate passing of Charlie Wenjack. If you're just now tuning in, you're listening to Gino. I'm your host, Brett Maybe, and I'm having an insightful conversation with today's featured artist, Raven Ganadakta. We're discussing Digging Roots' established history. They're fastly approaching 20 years as a band. We're talking uh, the substance, particularly behind the songs. And uh, again, I don't want to keep going back to Willie. This is our time to talk about your craft. But uh, we really can't overstate uh, the influence that Willie had on your songwriting, especially as it pertains to songs with a message and meaning. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, Willie offered me the opportunity to hear ourselves as Indigenous people in music, much like growing up and always sort of seeing the stereotype of like the Indian, (laughs) the Hollywood stereotype. Like Willie offered an alternative to that. He sang about the truth and he sang about us as Indigenous people from the lens of who we are. And that was an important distinction because, you know, music in general, I mean, I I love all kinds of music, but, you know, to have music that actually has your identity in in it as well, uh, yeah, it it really affected me. And I remember, I think I was in maybe grade five or something on the res, and Willie came in and he sang 
uh, Charlie Wenjack, and he was talking about, you know, Charlie Wenjack and how he died from exposure, how he was running away from the residential school, and he froze to death trying to get back home. And, you know, we have those stories in our communities about all the, the children. Like, we have to remember that, you know, this has happened in Australia, in, you know, the U.S. and in Canada, and unfortunately a European practice, like with the whole thing of residential schools, but there was a certain perfection of how it was implemented in Canada. Like once, you know, all of the Indigenous people were pushed onto reserves and whatnot, they could have control of them, uh, and, you know, they needed to deal with the, the Indian problem, and part of what they were doing was they were... Uh, amassing all the kids. So they were taking all the kids from all of the families and placing them into what they called residential schools, which were usually far away from their communities. You weren't allowed to speak your language. Uh, when you got there, they cut your hair. People were abused. And a lot of atrocities happened, uh, especially in the areas of sexual abuse and murder. And it, it's quite a rough time because, I guess, uh, you know, in perspective, like last year, they started to rediscover some of the bodies in Canada of these young children. And I think it started off with a little over 200 bodies. And then um, recently, I played a gig up in northern Quebec in Algonquin Territory. And we played the gig. It was really great. And as we were coming back south, uh, we stopped on uh, an Algonquin reserve there, and I have some cousins on that reserve, and when we were leaving, there was this big sign, and it said 10,028 rediscovered little children, you know, and that's all across the country, so, you know, 10,000 is a lot of children that have been murdered, and in those 10,000 kids that didn't get to fully live their life, it's such a loss to our community. And you think of the heartache of each of those children and their respective families and the mothers and the fathers that never got to see them again or even have the awareness of where they were buried. It's, it's just so heartbreaking. My dad, who was writing with me, also said, well, you know, the other thing to consider, Raven, is that that's only 10% of the schools so far that's been surveyed. So, you know, we're dealing with this huge thing right now where while I grew up hearing these stories of the missing children and relatives, there's many survivors from these residential schools. Even recently, the Pope did a visit here in Canada, and he came to make an apology about it. I kind of found that it was a half apology, though, because... The Pope, you know, said, uh, said, I'm sorry, publicly, but then he said, I want to ask God for forgiveness. And I just felt really odd about that because I don't know why he's asking God for forgiveness when he should be asking us for right. forgiveness. And doing something uh, to make that right here. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, like, because what that did is it just stirred up everybody's trauma. Yeah. You know, and everybody is kind of reliving this stuff and people are having a hard time. And, 
you know, so one of the ways that I deal with this stuff is, is I write music and, you know, I write music that, that helps me and helps to move some of that energy. Like we have a song called cut my hair and cut my hair is basically about the residential school experience. Like Shoshona's great aunt came to visit us uh, a number of years ago. And, and over the course of three days, she came and, um, told us her story of residential schools because her entire family was sent off to this residential school, uh, school called Spanish. And my great grandfather, whose name was Ganadakta from Ganawage, also got sent to that residential school because many of the kids, they used to displace them through, you know, great distances. So they would lose their identity and lose their connection to the community. So, she just told us this intense story of herself and all of her siblings that attended. But in what we did is we just cooked moose meat and we had like an amazing feast. And then when she wasn't telling her story, she was like, let's get up and dance. And like, you know, so she'd be dancing and only to Bob Marley and to Willie Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we ended up writing this song called Cut My Hair. And it's and it's about that. And when we play it, we say that it's uh, like Mishkiki Nagamalan. It's a medicine song uh, because that song talks about the story of all those little ancestors, and it helps to move that energy. I mean, it doesn't cure or solve anything, but I think it's really important, you know, when we're dealing with the oppression of colonialism, that we move those energies around so that we can make room for all of that good life that I was talking about earlier. Well, 
And you're listening to Gino on Native Voice One. Don't need rainbows or pots of gold in the way you spark burning light into blazing. For embers and flames to chance, maybe it's what feelings see some perfect fire. Maybe we landed in a magic moment. When magic had a moment free, and threw its magic lucky on us, and sometimes prayers ride lightning straight into our hearts, overwhelming our minds with rush. And roses are red, violets are blue, in little child rhymes, this reeling I'm feeling for you. Good and happy are in this together, starring in a new softness. Weaving primal carings in the sanctuary of each other's other, radiant in this warm, a blessing for a fast racing pulse. After a long waiting that's finally over, here we are in the here and now, where you and me are we, and it tastes so so sweet. John Trudell and Quest with "So So Sweet" today on Gyno. Be right back to wrap up my discussion with today's featured artist Raven Ganadakta. In the meantime, we got to get his recommendation on. It's coming by way of Asanabi, and we were here at this time. Turn it up and sing along with these great tunes today on Gyno. They say that we can reconcile it. Put it in the past. They say that we can reconcile it. What if I can't? See my blood. It's in my blood. It's in my blood. Why does it feel like a one year? Staring down a certain day Why does it feel like the story ends Before it starts We were here In these faded memories So we were here In these bleeding stories So we were here And these days Losing meaning 
Isanabis, We Were Here. Another recommendation from today's featured artist, Raven Ganadokta. If you're just now tuning in, you're listening to Gaino. Uh, we've been having a profound discussion on some of the painful legacy of colonialism. But I think more importantly than that, uh, the healing effects that music can provide to people of all ages. And really, I, I, I find that that's a personal drive for me and the mission of Gyno is to really highlight a lot of these kinds of, again, like you were saying, Raven, healing messages. So uh, I want to thank you now once again for taking a little bit of time to chat with me. We just have a few more minutes left. Um, while we do have time, uh, l- let's talk about future plans and everything like that. I actually want to tie in uh, that track we just heard. We were here because, I mean, there's a special connection. Uh, they are a band signed to uh, Digging Roots label, yeah? Yeah, it's uh, it's a it's study record. Just on a study record company. Uh, with her Métis friend Amanda Rayum. I guess the first signing was Ace and Abby. And it's really interesting, too, because Wish You Were Here, it's actually, a, uh, he wrote the whole album about his grandfather mm. and uh, the experiences that his grandfather went through as well. So there's a lot of meaning behind not just that song, but the entire album. And I think that we're all using music as a healing tool mm. in our community to make make good life and i really feel that you know our ancestors live and died to have us here and so by us making our excellence in our music and our art they get the shine as well and they get to experience that from the other side and the more good life that we make the the, the better it is for our ancestors, not just in the past, but the ancestors that are going to be coming up for the future as well. Dogas, I couldn't agree with that more, Raven. And you guys have been on such an incredible journey in the band thus far. You're showing no signs of slowing down. Uh, what's coming up next for you guys? We have a couple of more gigs sort of in this this area. We're playing uh, in my other res, uh, Ganawage, Um and uh, we're playing in Montreal as well. And then uh, uh, we head down to LA. We play in um, just north of Santa Fe at this place called Ghost Ranch. And then we uh, go to Americana Fest. And then after that, we fly to South Africa and we play Womad, which um, is, I think, a, a festival that Peter Gabriel started up years ago. And then we get to do this 
they're calling it an African safari. So we play at like a UNESCO site and we just record in a studio with a whole bunch of musicians uh, from there. So it's going to be like a really cool, um, not just a show, but like a collaborative process. And then we also go to um, Paris uh, in France and play a few shows there. And then after that, we uh, come back to Canada and go right across the country and do, I don't know, maybe another 25 dates or 20 dates until December. (laughs) (laughs) This is all incredible. And congratulations on your continued success. Uh, Where can people find more of you and the band at? Yeah, uh, you can go to Ishkade Records uh, or you can go to diggingrootsmusic.com. We have all our music there and yeah. You can take a little bit of home with you. Way so now for taking some time to chat. And I, I wish you and Shoshona all the best, the safe travels as you trot around the world. And I, I can't wait for more incredible art from Digging Roots. Hey, it's uh, been a pleasure speaking with you. And uh, I actually really appreciate what you're doing with your show. And I think that it's, it's wonderful to to bring those voices and raise them up and uh yeah i'm really happy with the work that you're doing
today We gotta do it our own way Y'all guarantee the press we play yeah. Pay no matter what the waste men say And I've been wondering About what we gonna do Now that we're through with the old news Yeah, we could go out for the night Triple double cup got us feeling right And we could just chill to the morning light And if it go wrong, I'ma make it all right Oh, na, 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 na. For this and past episodes of Gyno, log on to gynomusic.fm or nb1.org. Also, to discover more music from incredible indigenous artists, be sure to check out the Native Artist Directory at nativeartistdirectory.com. Troubles melt away, my heart 
has a home to stay with you I'll never feel alone Cause you always understand what I'm going through with you My troubles melt away My heart has a home to stay with you I'll never feel alone Cause you always understand what I'm going through Introverted kind of girl Makes it more special that she's my world Something tells me this love will last Stopped only by death Hourglass Why don't you come and be all mine I can give you my loving all the time We can spend all of eternity Loving each other tenderly Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.